Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's hour two on this Thursday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Come on in. Stay a while if you can. We got football coming up tonight. It'll be the Rams and the Raiders, and the Raiders are favored by six and a half. And we may see Baker Mayfield Jr. the third as the starting quarterback. The big news this morning, Brittany Griner was released from a Russian prison. She had been held for months. She is on a plane as we speak. She was held on drug charges, but released Thursday. It was a one-for-one prisoner swap. And the international arms dealer, Victor Bout, was returned to Russia. But according to President Biden, Brittany Griner's safe on a plane and on her way home. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Padres keep spending. They were trying to spend. They were trying to spend on uh, Aaron Judge, Trey Turner, and they eventually got Xander Bogarts, another one of these 11-year deals. But uh, I don't know what it is about an 11-year deal. But the Padres, you know, I think we look at the Padres and we go, are they a big market team? Well, I think they're fifth in spending, and they were willing to spend a lot. They've already spent a lot of money. But you start to look at a bigger picture long term, and uh, can you continue to keep up with the teams like the Dodgers and the Yankees and the Red Sox who spend money freely? But uh, the Padres building a pretty good lineup there, and they did make a run, gave a better uh, contract offer for Aaron Judge. Uh, Trey Turner was another possibility before he went to the Phillies, but... The Padres, not a small market, even though I think people look at them. And Fritzy brought up a good point. You don't get all the money that you would have gotten from a football team or a <laughs> basketball team or a hockey team. It's not like they go, oh, hey, you just got a baseball team. You get all this money in there. No, that's not the way it works there. All right, uh, poll question for hour two, Seton O'Connor, is... Dan, let me update you. Hour one, more likely to make the Hall of Fame. Your options were uh, Matthew Stafford and Russell Wilson. Mm. Want to guess? I would hope they would say Russell Russell Wilson by a six, uh, 68%. Oh, boy, are you way off the mark. Uh, right now, 57% have Matthew Stafford. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Stafford's not even playing. Well, Russ is not playing well. Okay, it's a bad year for Russell Wilson. How many times Matthew Stafford a pro bowler? How many times Russell Wilson a pro bowler? Russell Wilson, nine times. Matthew Stafford, once. They both won Super Bowls. Russ went back to a Super Bowl. Man, I'm surprised. I mean, the the storyline last year was Matthew Stafford's a Hall of Famer now. Yeah. After he won the Super Bowl, it's like, okay, now he's in. But I don't think people go, well, I don't know if Russ is a Hall of Famer yet. Felt like he was already a Hall of Famer. Now we want to take him out because of what happened in Denver. Yes. He... But isn't the problem with Russell Wilson, he's feeling less Hall of Famey now that he's on his own? <laughs> now that he's allowed to cook and he's uh, uh, terrible, uh, uh, then uh, maybe he's not as Hall of Famey as we thought. So maybe we're looking at this going, hey, see what happens when Matthew Stafford has talent around him? Right, whereas Russell Wilson, all right, now let's let him cook and let's see what happens. Oh. Yes, Paulie. 
Matthew Stafford is 12 games under 500 as a starter in the NFL. The only category, he's never led the league in passing yardage even. He's never led the league in passing touchdowns. He has once led the league in interceptions. Russell Wilson has 300 touchdowns, 92 uh, interceptions, 107 and 61 as a starter. He's led the league in touchdown passes, never led the league in interceptions. Peacock has the most live sports of any streaming service. You can watch live games, events from the Premier League, NASCAR, the PGA Tour, every Sunday night football game, and, of course, the Dan Patrick Show. It's all streaming on Peacock. What's the poll question for Hour 2, Seton O'Connor? Dan, I was going to go with who needs a win more tonight, Baker Mayfield or the Raiders? They could both use a dub. Yeah. I don't know how much... I don't know what changes for Baker Mayfield if he wins the game. Really? Yeah, because he might, even if he plays well and they lose, he might still be the quarterback for the rest of the regular season. But he's, it feels like he's hanging on by a thread with his career. Yeah. People are talking about he should just go into the media now. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's not a good sign. Paulie said that. And I've seen some other people now on social media be like, well, why doesn't he just get a jump on his media career? Okay. Yes, Todd? I totally agree with that. I think the Raiders, they show they can win a few games. It's cute. They're going to probably just miss out on the playoffs. But we're about to write off Baker Mayfield. This seems like his last stand, and he's going to be on national TV. I think he needs to Everybody think that it's more important for Baker Mayfield tonight than the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders are making a comeback here. Five and seven? I don't know. See, that's what I thought was a good poll question. One person's trying to save their career. One of the other's trying to save their season. We don't even know if he's going to start tonight. <laughs> you know, I'm just throwing that out there. Sure kills our debate. Yeah, I know. It's one of those like, uh, hey, what if OBJ doesn't play the rest of the regular season? Wait, what? That Are we going to be talking about tomorrow? Like, of course he wasn't starting. It's been two days. <laughs> don't be stupid. Yeah. I mean, who thought that he was going to start last night? I, I, th- I think he could start. I think, he, I think he'll play. But look at what they have <laughs> to, to start. I mean, I, sure, why not? Put him in there. Put him in there for a couple of plays. Let's see how he looks in that uniform. Yeah, Paulie. Oh, first take is going to be so mad they didn't think of this one. Or get up. Whose career Ooh. going forward? Whose career going forward You would you want? Mayfield, Beckham. Do I want Odell Beckham Jr. the third or Baker Mayfield? Going forward, not before. I'm going to say OBJ. Because I think he's going to get a chance to play in big games. And he's always going to get that publicity. It doesn't feel like there's negative publicity attached to OBJ. And there is with Baker Mayfield. I I, I don't know if OBJ, once again, I brought it up and uh, OBJ had a problem that I brought it up. I just am curious, is he going to play this year? Because no one was was asking the most obvious question. Everybody just wanted to jump to the conclusion of, well, he's going to go to the Cowboys. Will the Cowboys be the Super Bowl favorites? Um, what will this do to Dak Pratt? We just kept asking the questions as if he was going to play. Now, Micah Parsons says OBJ told him he could be ready in five weeks. Five weeks is the end of the regular season. But I said this from somebody who knows the situation. Jerry Jones is looking at OBJ saying, can you help me win this year? And if you can, I want to see if you're healthy enough. That's all he's asking. If you want me, and I think OBJ wants $20 million a year. (laughs) I know. So do I. Like Nobody added any logic to this whatsoever. Zero. And then you go, well, of course he's not going to play for, uh, you know, the next couple of weeks. Nobody thought that. There were analysts on the mothership who were shocked that OBJ might not be able to play until mid-January. I'm thinking... What He's coming off another knee surgery, off a knee surgery that wasn't done correctly. And you're going to ask him at age 30 to play that position coming off another knee surgery? I would have, if I'm Jerry Jones, now I don't agree with leaking the information, but if Jerry Jones wants to give him a contract next year and the year after that, I got to see something right now. Or I would just say to him, no. We're not interested right now. And and if I'm the Cowboys, I don't need OBJ. If I can get him, get him at a good price, and I know he's going to play, 
That's a great luxury to have. Yeah, Paul. It's very odd that these two guys, Beckham and Mayfield, were together in 2019, and it was a big deal. You could find stories like yeah. the, the, Mayfield adding Odell Beckham. That's exactly what he needs, a go-to guy. And uh, Odell uh, started 15 games, had 74 catches. He was a decent wide receiver. And it was Mayfield's down season. He went from being a good quarterback to 6-10 and 10 as a starter, 22 touchdowns, 21 picks, and there's where his career started dying. I thought it was a terrible place for OBJ to end up. And Baker Mayfield locked in on OBJ because he wanted to be OBJ's friend. And you start to just zero in on him, and Jarvis Landry was a better wide receiver with the Browns at the time. And OBJ got hurt, and then we know what happened with OBJ's dad and Baker Mayfield and uh, bad blood. And then OBJ ends up going to the Rams, and he was great as the second receiver to Cooper Cup. Could have been the MVP in the Super Bowl the way he started out. Absolutely. But having those knee surgeries, I got to see if you can cut. What's your knee look like after we work out? Is there swelling? Is there pain? Can you play? How much can you play? I Can I give you an incentive-based contract? Which is, that would be my approach. Hey, I'm going to give you this this year. And then we can discuss after this season. But I would not be going, hey, I'm going to give you a three-year deal and I'm going to pay you you know, $20 million, $18 million a year. Just not going to do it. But that's the fascinating part of this story is somebody applying logic and that ruined the whole thing. Now the question is, now the, t- now the shows have to spin it differently. Can the Cowboys win the Super Bowl without OBJ? <laughs> so it's... It's how do I figure this out? You're the same team you were last week. I don't. I mean, how will the loss of Odell Beckham affect? That's how you got to spin it. That the loss of Odell Beckham that you didn't have. Yeah. All righty. Uh, so what's the poll question for hour two, Seton? Do we like that? Uh, uh, who needs a win more, Baker Mayfield or the Raiders? Kind of spicy. Yeah, I like it. Okay. All right. I'm good with that. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, we say good morning to our radio affiliates, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, and, of course, those who are watching on Peacock. Uh, that's our streaming partner, Lewis Riddick from The Mothership. will join us coming up here in a little bit. A couple of phone calls. Gary in Indiana leads us off. Hour two. Hi, Gary. Good morning. Good morning. Um, in regards to the Russ thing, real quick, to go back, you know, have we maybe thought maybe he's more of a sous chef? And he's not, like, actually the chef, you know, at a restaurant. Okay. You know, he's somebody yeah, that, yeah. You know, I mean, you mm. don't didn't have quite that running game or Legion of Doom, but mm. um, real quick question for you. Um, uh, back in the day when Jordan was playing in the league, um, a lot of people thought that he was the MVP every year. And But be, to change things up, they would have to maybe pass the award around, just maybe make things different. I don't know. But anyway, my point is the MVP, MVD, of the show and has always been on the show was one Paul Paps. He's the Michael Jordan of the Danettes. Easy. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> he, he's the one, and in my opinion, wow. he should get it every year, but we won't award it to him because, yeah. you know, you, you just you just can't do that. you got to make things – got to change things up. I understand that. But uh, Paulie, you know, are you Paulie, crying? No, I was just squinting at something. Looked like you were getting but, emotional. You've yeah. been called the Michael Jordan of this show. Michael B. Jordan, maybe. Yeah. When they, even that. Yeah, that's, that's a stretch. <laughs> All right. Well, Gary uh, in Indiana. Very thoughtful. Yeah. Okay. Most valuable Danette. Well, Gary will be able to vote. We'll uh, hopefully have that opportunity for you by the end of the show. We'll let you know. The most valuable Danette. But you don't get sick to have the flu game like Jordan did. I get sick. You're kind of an Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. You're... I had one show where I think you and I were both sick. This was years ago. And we were, <laughs> I think you were in the same boat as I was. We were booting in the back room between segments. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Not pretty. Uh, most valuable, least valuable, and uh, most most improved in it. Least improved in it. Least improved. <laughs> I bet 100 bucks I win that. I don't Can know. Can you win MVD and least improved? The same. We're going to see, Todd. What? Dude, that's not necessary. No. no. We should have award predictions. Like, we write down who mm. we think is going to win, put it in a, and give it to okay. you. Okay. Well, this is going to be based off the audience. The audience will pick the most valuable Danette and least, least valuable Danette. <laughs>
Also, the rookie, the rookie Danette of the year. I before you say, well, of course it's Marv. Seaton is kind of a rookie because he took on a new role that he went in the back row and he's sitting in McLovin's seat. Marvin took over for Seaton. But you have to rule on this, Dan, is Seaton eligible? I think the people think he is. Yes, he is. Okay. Because I ask him to take on a new role. No different than Marvin taking on a new role. Marvin's done a wonderful job. <laughs> is any, anybody backing me up on that? Nobody. Nobody. Thank you, Mark. Nice. That's how you win awards. Yes. Yeah. That's sneaky great. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. What, Todd? And you can't have a ballot with one person on it anyway. I do agree that Scene should be eligible for multiple awards, but it would be kind of silly. Well, you were on for least valuable, Dan. That's true. You were the only guy on the ballot. I would like to see all categories all have right. at least two names all on right. it. All right. But I'm uh, the backroom guys are working on this. You'll be able to vote on all those awards. <laughs> <laughs> there any, uh, are we adding a, uh, the BRGs? Is there any movement on on where they stand with MVBRG, and will there be a least valuable backroom guy? I have no problem voting on that. I think that we should vote on most valuable, least valuable backroom guy <laughs> publicly. Uh, you want to do publicly? Oh yeah, because then uh, that's tension. That's good TV. Ooh, that's good radio. Wow. We might as well just squish whatever morale yeah, is remaining yeah, no, from I that group. Just that. squeeze it right yeah. out like I, it's a toothpaste. Just I, I can't grind them into the ground. Can't do that to uh, Mario. Yes, Mark. Wow. Isn't it the Mario Miranda least <laughs> valuable <laughs> backroom guy? Wow. Yeah. The, wow that's not necessary. That's yeah. not, I'm sorry, Mario. That was a joke. Yes, Marv. I think the big German <laughs> is in the same boat as uh, Paulie, where the level of value. The Iron Man. It is just ridiculous. I've been here from the build. That dude is like Phil Jackson. Well, Phil doesn't build. He says, Scotty. Phil, Phil just comes in when all the talent's in there. So that's not, that's not fair to the big German. We, we didn't have Shaq and Kobe building that no, we walked into. No. Well, he's Jerry Krause, too, then. The big German, uh, his contributions are uh, greatly appreciated, but uh, underrated. It seems like it's too easy. Yes, Paul. How many buildings has he built lately? Wow. <laughs> You're good as your last building. Isn't that what they said about Jordan? I think it's something different. Todd, you got anything else to add? I've been amazed from the get-go that when you assigned uh, Eric to do that, the big German said that he put all this together within the time frame. Yes, that three months. I gave pretty him amazing. Three months. This was nothing. It was like walls and a ceiling and a floor, and I'm still yes. taken aback by what he was able to pull off. Yes. Have you ever said, hey, you did an unbelievable job? I'll give him a little high five or a <laughs> wink, but I don't need to actually verbalize. Is this the, the first thing. time you've said? I think one other time, like when it first when we first moved in here, I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it's been like three years. Right. I don't know okay. how much. How much do okay. we have to keep going back? All right, but... okay, all right. By the way, uh, <laughs> the new gambling podcast later today will be up on the website. Dan Patrick uh, takes a gamble. Uh, Bad Larry and uh, Dylan. Nobody's really mentioned me yet. <laughs> I, feel like Dylan, Dylan, I feel like I've stepped up this Dylan year. Dylan is leading Bad Larry and Shea and Irving when it comes to uh, gambling. Uh, he's yeah. actually pot in, in, you know, in, the, uh, in the black. Yes, Paul. He actually has value but the, with the betting. How about we take a break? When we come back, Lewis Riddick will join us. Can Baker Mayfield just slip into the lineup and yeah, take over the Rams? Back after this, Dan Patrick Show. Five-year anniversary. Man, was that quick. Five-year anniversary of Full Sail University, Dan Patrick's School of Sportscasting. This program came to life. We only had a couple of students when we started, and now we have over 400. And I'm so proud. I just got news yesterday that one of our graduates just got another job. And, uh, you know, we, we stay in touch with you. It's not just you graduate, we help you get a job. We stay in touch with you for the next job and the next job after that. Uh, I wanted people who knew the industry, who had been in the industry, to be able to teach the students. And we have a great faculty, Gus Ramsey, my former longtime producer at ESPN. He's on the ground every single day with these students. Uh, Dylan Kearns on air, NBC affiliate, my hometown is Zanesville, Ohio. He's a recent uh, graduate. At Full Sail, you can earn your bachelor's degree in about half the time, as short as 20 months. You can earn the degree online or Full Sail's campus in Orlando, Florida. Learn more about the Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting. Go to fullsail.edu slash Dan Patrick.
Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Intelligence runs in the family. Innovation runs in the family. Extraordinary runs in the family. The 2022 Mercedes-Benz range of SUVs. Every member waiting to impress. Learn more at MBUSA.com. Seat and update the poll results. Then we'll get to our good buddy, Lewis Riddick from the Mothership. Dan, we put up there, uh, you know, we're actually having some issues right now with the uh, second hour poll question oh. that I, I can't get into right now, but it may weigh heavily into the conversation we were just having. I can go back to hour one, though. More likely to get in, uh, to make the Hall of Fame, Matthew Stafford or Russell Wilson. Uh, right now, 57% have Matthew Stafford. What? I, this is recency bias, I'm going to guess. I think so, too. With, with Russ. And Matthew Stafford's not even playing right now. Okay. Which helps him. He's not playing poorly. <laughs> Dang. And I'm, you know what side I'm on. All right. Uh, by the way, it'll be uh, the Rams as home underdogs. Six-and-a-half-point underdogs against the Raiders. That'll be coming up tonight. As we uh, welcome in Lewis Riddick, former uh, defensive back, and, of course, ESPN, NFL, and front office analyst. Let me start there. 
more likely to be a Hall of Famer, Matthew Stafford or Russell Wilson? Wow. Huh. You know, that's a, that's that really is a tough one. I, I I I wonder how much. I'll just say this. I wonder how much the ending of these guys' careers will play into how people view their careers overall in totality. Um, because obviously Matthew will would end on a high. Now let's just say Matthew doesn't play another down right now at the end of this year. You know, a lot of people discount everything that happened in his career in Detroit. They say that everything that Detroit wasn't able to accomplish was his fault. Although we all know that he had little to no running game at all for the large majority of his career, little to no defensive help. And it was a guy who was putting up a lot of great situational statistics that rivaled anyone's. Russell, on the other hand, has a lot of team success. The team is always in contention for Super Bowls. They win one, have come close to a, you know, a controversial play call to winning another but then the end of his career this year this year has been something yeah there's gonna be a lot of people who say they anticipated i don't think anybody anticipated this year looking like it does for him i just wonder how much that's going to color both of their careers i would probably say matthew is more likely wow we'll see matthew stafford's been to one pro bowl yeah, i know russ, you know has, russ has been named at nine you know Here's the interesting thing about that, though, Dan, right? I mean, there are for as many people who will use that as a way to bolster their argument, there are people who discount the Pro Bowl every single day, every time it comes out of someone's mouth. Ooh, who cares if, if, if Russell made it to the Pro Bowl? There are people who say, well, Mitchell Trubisky made it to the Pro Bowl, too. And Vince Young. Right. So, you know what I mean? I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying. I mean, it just all depends what people's agendas are at the, at the very end and who they're actually trying to get in and what statistics they use to bolster their argument. All right, give me the uh, the short-term, long-term plan at quarterback for the Rams, and how does that involve Baker Mayfield, in your opinion? Yeah, I think short-term, I think for them, uh, you know what, I, I don't know if you can really come up with a plan right now until you actually know what the plan is for Sean McVay going forward, too. Because you hear a lot of rumblings about, you know, what what could this year have, have done and what could it be doing right now to Sean's long-term plans as far as how long he wants to coach, which I'm, I'm just speculating because I, I haven't talked to him about that. But this year seems to have been one that has caught a lot of people, although some people say they – it may have it didn't catch them off guard. I think this is catching them off guard as to how far they've fallen this year. Um, Baker Mayfield supposedly is someone who Sean really liked. Maybe he's someone that Les Need really liked. I don't know if they could be thinking that. Well, you know what? Let's just see if this could potentially be the quote unquote bridge to a longer term plan at the position. If Matthew, in fact, is suffering from something that may make him start thinking about retirement. Right now, they they could possibly possibly be on the cusp of the dreaded quarterback purgatory, which where they don't really have an answer. And maybe they don't have the means to go out and find an answer. And that is exactly where nobody wants to be. Whereas just a year ago, at the end of that of last year, when they win the Super Bowl, they feel as though they're sitting pretty sweet. That's why everybody came back. That's why Aaron came back. That's why Sean came back. That's why everyone wanted to be attached in some way, shape, or form to the Rams because they thought maybe we're in that spot where year to year, because of the fact that Matthew is Matthew, we have a shot, and now that could be flipped totally on its head. Let me look at the Seahawks right now with Geno Smith having an unbelievable year. Yeah, They're going to have the Denver draft pick, so that's third overall right now. Mm -hmm. You don't get in those positions very often where you're in the top five. You normally take a quarterback, but mm -hmm. Geno's playing well. You're mm -hmm. Pete Carroll, John Schneider. What would you do if you end up with the third overall pick? Yeah, look, you know, they have more info than any of us have on the inside as far as just everything that has gone into what is going on with Gino. Let me just get right to it, though. There's no way that, especially if I feel as though Gino right now has hit a spot with Shane Waldron, their offensive play caller, and everything around him, there's no way I just let him go and just say, hey, look, this is just something we just caught lightning in a bottle and we just dismiss it in that way and then just try and move on and find the next latest, greatest young quarterback to move to move forward with. There's no way I'd do that. I, th I personally think from the outside looking in and having been out there and talked to them that Gino has found his home. Gino has finally hit that point where everything has lined up for him personally and for everything around him for him to sustain this kind of success. So I'd be looking to try and find 
what we like to call fair value for him in terms of a long-term contract. Now, once May rolls around, once the draft rolls around, I also would have an eye towards, hey, look, if there's a franchise-caliber, a a game-changing type quarterback. Well, you're going to get the second quarterback because Houston needs one. Chicago doesn't. you got the second quarterback off the board right now. That's right. Well, I'm saying if, if I believe that that guy is worthy of us investing in, whether it be for us or for someone. Look, having worked in Philadelphia and seeing how Andy Reid treated quarterbacks and how he believed that you can never have too many of them and you don't pass on them, then I would probably be thinking that, you know what, we still go ahead and select one of those if we feel as though that is mm. something that would benefit uh, benefit us either now or later. There's no, but but what I'm saying is, it still would it would not change my strategy as far as trying to find fair value for Gino. What he is doing, I believe, is sustainable. What he's doing, Dan, if you took the name off the back of his jersey and erased his background, yeah, you'd be talking about him in the in the in the MVP conversation right now. You could do it objectively and subjectively from just watching him, and then looking at his statistics relative to everyone else's in the NFL. He's been that good. He's Lewis Riddick, uh, the mothership. Uh, if I would have said back in August, these scenarios could happen. Baker Mayfield's going to be the starting quarterback for the Rams. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson will be the quarterback of the worst offense in football. Jalen Hurts and Tua will be MVP candidates. The Lions will have a better record than the Rams or the Packers. You know what I would say? Honestly, I would have said this. Anything is possible in the NFL right now, only because, as Bill Belichick says a lot, what happened the year before really does not affect what happens in the present time. People like to talk about, well, if you finish off the year strong, we'll carry that momentum into the next year. You know how much time goes, like elapses in between the end of one year and the beginning of another? And how many things change? Players' mindsets change, players' bodies change, coaches change, you know, circumstances change. I would have said it's possible. Especially, and then if you broke it down piece by piece, you could make a case for all of those different things happening. You really could. There's, none of those would you have said, well, that's impossible. There's no way. There's just no way in hell that's going to happen, especially listening to now how all, how all kinds of people have come out of the woodwork to kind of support everything you just said. Every single thing on the upside and down. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. Every single thing. <laughs> Help me understand the uh, 49ers game plan, having Brock Purdy as your quarterback. When you have skill, position players, you have maybe the best defense in football. Yeah. How do you ask your quarterback to not do too much? Don't <laughs> don't try to do too much. Basically, just be Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, man. I mean, I think I think it's probably something that's kind of been probably set up from the very get go, from the first day that he came in there. That I'm sure the offensive coaches were like. You know, when, when you kind of break out into your own position meetings, and in particular in this case in the quarterback meeting, I'm sure it's been told to them, hey, guys, look, do you see everything that we have around us? Do you see how supported you are? This room doesn't – we're not going to talk to you the same way that maybe they talk to Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City or Justin Herbert down there in L.A. or Aaron Rodgers up there. You don't have to be the man. You just have to work within the plan here. And I'm sure that's been drummed into their head, regardless of whether it was Trey Lance in the beginning or Jimmy when he came back or now Brock Purdy, that, that that's all you have to do here. And he played that way last week. But he also, he also, you know, for as much as you drum that into quarterbacks' heads in particular, at some point in time, you know this, quarterbacks do have to make a play that Kyle couldn't script perfectly, that the blocking scheme couldn't work perfectly, or Debo wasn't open perfectly, or Brandon Ayuk, or or George Kittle. And he's going to have to do something that goes outside of structure. And he did that over and over and over again, though, against Miami. And Josh Boyer was trying everything. He was going, oh, young quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant, there's no way he can handle this eight-up, nine-up type pressure. He doesn't know who's coming. He doesn't know which way we're coming from. And every time he had an answer, man, which you don't know how guys are going to react to that until you put them in that situation. And I'm sure they went back in their team meeting room, in their coaches' meeting, and were like, did you see that? Did you see how this guy handled this and this and this and this? Happens all the time in the NFL, man. We don't have expectations of people, and they exceed them infinitely. Or we have high expectations of people, and they don't and they don't meet them in a way that shocks us all. That's the beauty of the NFL. 
Take me back to your career. The wide receiver where you just went, this isn't going to be a good day for me. <laughs> um, 1992, Atlanta, playing the 49ers, Jerry Rice. <laughs> yeah, um... That offense overall, I was like, this ain't going to be a good day. Brent Jones, Ricky Waters, Jerry, John Taylor. I mean, it was just like, well, who's next? I mean, who's coming at me next here? And I had been out there in 91 in training camp. So I knew what this offense was like, but it was just the pace and the tempo and the, I mean, everything was just like, boom, 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 boom. They were constantly out of the huddle. Like every, and I was just like, and Jerry was a machine. He was a, Dan, I think, you know, we, we oftentimes become victims of recency bias and look, there, there's, there's guys doing stuff right now in the NFL. That's just mind boggling the athletes and all, you know, and what they're able to do. Jerry was doing it in a day, man, where, you could literally try and take his head off with any kind of shot. I mean, you could hit him upside his head with a forearm, head hunt. You could do all kinds of things. And there were guys who were absolute killers on defense back then. And this guy never blinked. He never blinked. He never slowed down. He always got his yards. He always got his touches. And those guys, I mean, it was a freaking machine. And I remember th sitting there sometime, you know, in that game out there in Candlestick going, I'm helpless. There's nothing we can do to slow this team down. I look at Dan Marino and Jerry Rice were so ahead of their time. Absolutely. Uh, and Lawrence Taylor, where you just say, oh, my God, this isn't supposed to happen now. Now everybody has they're looking for that Lawrence Taylor, and you're allowed to just be one-dimensional. Just go after that guy right there. But mm -hmm. Jerry, what he did when, as a defensive back, you mm -hmm. could rough him up. And mm -hmm. hold him and do you know get away with a lot of things. And even mm -hmm. Marino, with what he was doing, with you know, the quick release, getting the ball out, letting his playmakers. I mean, those are the three guys that probably stand out to me. No doubt. Hey. And they yeah, I mean, and you make a great point that you had an intimidation factor then to where you could literally play the mind game with people as far as I'm gonna make you question offensively just how much punishment you really think you want to take, okay? There were guys who played that game better than anyone as far as that intimidation. You remember the Super Bowl when the second time the 49ers played the Bengals and the hit that Ronnie put on Nicky Woods in that game early on. And Nicky was running all over the NFL that year, doing the Nicky shuffle. No one could stop this big joker. And in that game, Ronnie made it a point to say, I'm going to send this guy a message early that you don't do that to us. <laughs> and when he hit him in that game, you never heard another word out of Vicky the rest of the game. You can't do that now. LT, you're absolutely right. I, play, I, wor I worked with Donnie Warren in, when I was in Washington in the early 2000s. And I used to, the old Redskins tight end, or Washington tight end. And I used to ask Donnie all the time, like, what was it like? playing against this guy. And he said, Lewis, I'm just going to tell you, LT didn't talk a lot. All those things you see on the, on, on the NFL films, videos of him talking against the Jets and all that, LT didn't do that very much. He didn't have to. All you saw, though, was in that face mask, when he winked at you and he looked at you and you just saw those teeth smiling, he was like, that's when you just said, oh, my God, here he comes. <laughs> here he And he said, and you know what? When we, 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 we used to put on the tape and just sit and watch it sometimes, and there were 21 guys moving at one speed. And there was this other guy who was just moving so much fast. And there, I used to sit there and go, there he is. There he is. There he is. And you didn't have to see his jersey. And, there, and you're right. It's not like that now. You, you've lost that intimidation factor. Um, and I understand why they've legislated it out of the game. But what those guys did, those game changers back then truly were, especially on the offensive side, they were true game changers because there were people out there really trying to do whatever it took to slow offenses down. And I, I saw it, man. It was a different mentality then. That's why I have nothing but infinite respect for guys like for guys like Dan, Mark Clayton, Mark Duper. I played against those guys when they were in their heyday. Mark Clayton, Mark Duper, Keith Jackson, when they were all on the same offense down there in Miami. Not more, yeah. It was unbelievable. I remember Dan Marino coming up in a game when I was with the Falcons down there in Miami. 
coming up to the line of scrimmage. And it was like my very first career start. And I walk up the line of scrimmage. I walk up there to press Keith Jackson on the line. I'm like, yeah, this is the Dolphins. <laughs> oh, my. And I look, and I look, and Danny looks at me. He comes up to the line. You know how big and strong. And he comes up to mine, and I look him right in the eye, and he winks at me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what does that mean? I'm like, does that mean there's my fish? Hey, pit brother, you know what? Hail to pit. What does it mean? You know, and it was, it's just such a cool story though. But he was, and I was just like, man, that's freaking Dan Marino. <laughs> And then he was like, set hut? And I was like, well, better cover this. <laughs> what a great time, though. It was a great time in the league, man. It was a great time. Always great to talk to you, Lewis. Thank you for reminiscing, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. You got it, bud. Thanks. That's Lewis Riddick, ESPN NFL front office analyst. We'll take a break. Got our uh, phone calls coming up right after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is Steve Cavino and Rich Davis. And together we are Cavino and Rich. Cavino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's right. Cavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show. Heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Covino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rockin' dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying flag on the play. You've already talked about that, but there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what too is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Watched some basketball last night. Celtics blew out the Suns. Boston's now 21-5. and five. Best start since 2017 when they started out 22-4. and four. They are shooting at a historical clip right now. Zion scored 29 as uh, the Pelicans roughed up the Pistons. Since coming into the league in 2019, Zion's averaging 19 points in the paint per game, most in the NBA over that span. And then uh, the Orlando Magic rallied from 18 down. They were down 18 in the first quarter and uh, beat the Clippers. And... uh, 
They haven't had too many wins. I think they have the fewest wins in the NBA right now, or they're right there with Detroit. And uh, trying to do it in a subtle way to uh, tank this season. You know, Orlando, they do have a couple of good players. It's just piecing it all together. Paolo Bancaro, Jalen Suggs. You know, they have, a, they have a couple of players there that are pretty good. Yeah, Marv. Don't forget about Bull Bull. Bull Bull has actually played well, well. He has. Bull Bull is a fascinating guy to watch. He is. He's fascinating to watch. At that, at that height, he's a good shooter. Yes, uh, Marv. You know, it's so funny because we're so... Um, is it that funny? I'm, I don't know about funny, but I guess ironic. Bull Bull was Victor Wimbayama five years ago. No, he wasn't. Ooh, ah, that's no, he's, no, that is scalding hot. Nobody was talking about tanking for Bull Bull. <laughs> All right, maybe not on that level, but it was. We've never seen this before. Bull, look on ballislife.com on those hoop mixtapes. Look, <laughs> but maybe they look at every single high level prospect like the next, you know, big thing. Right, you bet. Uh, come on, he's he's still Bull Bull. He's not Victor Wambayama. Yes, Paul. He's not an international national sensation, but when he played here his senior year, he was the fourth-ranked player in the country for high school, 7'2", 220 as a high schooler. So he was very sought after, but not like... Nobody was tanking for Bull Bull. Flush a season for Bull. (laughs) Workshop. No, that's not good. I'm actually seeing headlines here that say, this guy is the future Victor Wimbayama. <laughs> he was Victor Wimbayama. Right now. <laughs> they called him Victor Wimbayama before we even knew about Victor Wimbayama. That's what they were saying. That's how good. 7-2 with handles. And the uh, the Warriors blew a four-point lead. They were uh, uh, 13 seconds to go. Here's Steve Kerr after the game being uh, interrogated by a reporter. You guys had a four-point lead with 13 seconds left. Just what? And the ball, I believe. Yeah. What happened over those next 13 seconds? You watched. You're, you're, you're asking me what happened. You just watched the game. We didn't take care of the ball. We, we turned it over, and, um, and they took the game. Okay. Did she think there was an opening when he said, and with the ball, as if to say this is how crazy it is, that we lost a lead, 13 seconds to go, and then he said with the ball, and then she started to chuckle a little bit. And then maybe Steve Kerr, that kind of set him off a little bit. Yes, Mark? Maybe does she have, uh, I don't know if she's a beat reporter for the Warriors, because Steve Kerr seems to have a sense of humor a lot of times, win or loss. I don't know if you can have a sense of humor right then. I'm not sure. I don't know. So if he said... And the ball, maybe that gave her an opening for a slight chuckle, even though he didn't seem like he was in a joking mood. Yeah. Whew. You know, I, I would, I would uh, have trepidation with something like that. When you lose a game like that, and it's been kind of frustrating that you started out well, and now you're not even quite sure what you have with this Golden State Warriors team. Uh, Matt in Tennessee joins us on the program. Good morning, Matt. What's on your mind today? Hey, good morning, Dan. Uh, hey, I just want to give you a couple comments. Uh, first one was uh, Marcellus Wiley. He's a great guest that you have on your show every Wednesday and, and his podcast. It's a good listen, too. So uh, he's great. I always look forward to listening to him. And then um, MVD, I would say uh, Seton or Pauly. Marvin's not quite there yet. Mm. And LVD every year has got to be Todd. So suck it, Todd. <laughs> Wait, what, what did Todd do that uh, has drawn your ire, Matt? Oh, just everything. Trying to sing and be funny. and mm. Like, there's different times. Like, like you have said before with him, whatever you're going to say, say half of it and cut it in half again. Yeah. That's Todd all the way. All right. But, Thank uh, you, Matt. You know, we just found out Caroline's, the incredible comedy store in New York. Todd. Performed there. If you could call it that, we gave just, it a shot. He just it just closed down. Go ahead and give your line. No, now. no, no. Here you go. No, it had why did it close down, Dan? It wasn't the day after that you performed. But it started getting in the works. No, after I, got I, off the I stage. just I bring that up. You know, he so, was talking about you trying too hard, and that was one of the classic examples. And right? LVD and Suck It Todd. I got both I know, of those in. I know. But you want to hear these comments. I, you told yeah. me you want to hear the comments, I did. good or bad. Yes, Pauling. Dan, to be fair to Todd, I wasn't there that night, but here's some audio from the fan reaction to Todd on stage. 
There it is. (laughs) 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 One more item as we close out hour two. Ah, the open road. All the potential there. Unlock it, and you can. Mercedes-Benz Sprinter Van. You're opening up more than just doors. The potential to do your own thing, be your own boss, and you can customize your Sprinter Van. 16 body types, your choice of gas or diesel engine, thousands of ways to customize, now available in all-wheel drive. A Sprinter Van, capable and versatile enough to help drive your ambitions wherever you want to go, wherever they take you. Sprinter Van, built, designed, equipped to let you hit the open road and take on any goal that you set. To help you follow your own passions, reawaken the spirit of adventure, and check all those big, bold, fun, and exciting experiences off your bucket list. The Sprinter Van from Mercedes. Live, work, and play out your dreams, no matter how far off the beaten path they may take you. So now's the time. Discover what's out there, what's going to move you. Don't wait. Unlock your potential inside a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 